Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to Tuesday Trots Live with Jason Bonington on SEN Track. Join the conversation today and text us on 0499 736 736. Welcome back. No J-Bond, Toby McKinnon in the chair. And with Cranbourne Cup on Saturday night, I thought we'd we look back at a couple of past winners and I've got John McLean on the line. John, mate, firstly, how are you and whereabouts are you today? Uh, good morning, Toby. And uh, I've lived at Shepparton now for about the last eight years. I have a small property up here. And uh, time goes so fast. It's 55 years since I drove my first winner. So it's a lifetime, isn't it? Who was that first winner, mate? Yeah. Oh, I think it was called... Frosty way at the old Shepparton trotting track. Yeah, okay. So we I've got you down in 69. So what were you, 14 years of age? Yep. They let you drive when you were 14 then, yeah. Wow. So were you, was your dad a trainer or what got you in well, harness racing? Yeah, my, my dad was a trainer before me and uh, quite successful. And around, he was good friends with uh, Shins and Wilsons. And we all grew up at the showgrounds and... Uh, I drove winners at the showground, so time goes on, doesn't it? So there you go. Seen some wonderful horses in my lifetime. So, Probably Mary's Idol's the best one. Yeah, yeah. And, everyone says it. Yeah. He never won an Inter Dominion though, and neither did Poppy or Arm, who they say was the best pacer. Was he the best pacer you saw? Uh, he was pretty good, popular Arm. Yeah, I, I should have won a heat of an Inter Dominion, but in Perth, I. Uh, seen the winning post down the back straight and run the run the back straight in 26 seconds on Rivoli Jack and of course he got tired. <laughs> yeah, of course he got tired. So, yeah. uh, so you're going to blame so yourself? You're going to blame yourself for, for that one? We call that pilot error, so that's probably the reason why <laughs> I didn't drive as often. I let Gavin Lang drive most of the horses. Yeah, 100%. You did have some great drivers for you back then and I think, John, you might have seen the best of harness racing like, <laughs> seriously, from... From the late 60s through to sort of 1990, I think that well, they were really the halcyon days, the glory years, weren't they? Oh, they were wonderful days. I mean, back in the day, they used to say if you won a race at the showgrounds, you'd get enough money to buy a new Holden car. Yeah. Now you have to win four races at Melton to buy a new Holden car. So, unfortunately, the the prize money hasn't gone with the times, but it seems to be improving. I went to the trots on Saturday night. It was a wonderful night and a great experience. Yeah, so it's all. I think the trotting's all moving forward, and the, the training certainly changed a lot. I have a fair bit to do with uh, Clayton and Emma, yep, Tonkin and Stewart, and wonderful dedicated trainers. They deserve all the success they get. They're there seven days a week, and you know if you walk in the barn, there's 120 horses, and uh, Clayton and Emma will know every horse. So yep. whatever success they get, you know, sometimes it's a bit of a jealous sport where people are bitchy about what people do and do but I think out of the horses you only get out of them what you put into them yeah 100% and 
Oh, you, you alluded to uh, buying a car, and I think it's a great cross-reference to Rivley Jack, and I reckon he probably announced himself on the scene as a three-year-old, mate, when he beat a horse who was odds-on favourite for Vinnie Knight called Smooth Falcon. Yeah, he beat Smooth Falcon fair and square one night at Mooney Valley. He sat behind him, and uh, probably as we talk further, you'll realise that I've been a gambler all my life, and uh, <laughs> uh, I, I did remember having $2,000 on him that night that he beat Smooth Falcon. At 7 or 1? Yeah. Wow. 14 grand in, 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 this is 1986 we're talking, that would have gone a little ways. Oh, well, not really. We were spoiled kids when we grew up at the showgrounds. Our, mm. Grew up with Frank Shin and kids, Gerald and Stephen Shin, and our dad used to, we were 12 and 14 years old, and the bookmakers used to let us bet with them because they knew if we were back in something that was supposed to win. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. We lose yeah. a we lo- we lose a pound and we go back and we say to our dads, we lost that pound, so then they give you five pounds. So and you lose that five pound, you go back and say I lost that, so they give you ten pounds. So no wonder we grew up to have no value for money. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Take take us yeah. through take us through when he won the uh size stakes in nineteen eighty six and beat another horse of yours, Bronsky beat, Riverley Jack. Yeah, he was always better than Bronsky beat. They mm. they were both great horses, you know. Um, Reveille Jack was just something special. He, you know, he was lame all his life. He he, he won the first two-year-old race at Kilmore, and then he went sore. And fortunately enough, the owners were good enough to say, "Well, we'll we'll give him 12 months off." And he went back to the owners' farm down at Bansdale for 12 months, and he brought him back on a cattle truck. And you've never seen such a skinny horse, but yeah. oh, he was a great horse. Yeah. What was actually wrong with his legs? I had suspensories. Yeah, okay. Alistair, Alistair McLean looked after him, a wonderful vet from Werribee. Um, his daughter now is with uh, Chris Spinosio. Yep. And Alistair's still a great bloke, still involved in trotting. So there's a lot of old people still involved in it, and unfortunately there's not a real lot of young people getting involved in it. But at the trots on Saturday night, I sent a lot of young people there and all these kids with their ponies. So all looks to be going good for trotting in the future. Tell us, us, Rivley Jack, he was famous for not scoring up. And I went through and counted. He won 39 of 90 starts. And on 26 occasions, he failed to score up properly where he galloped out or he broke in the score up or he was raced roughly in score up. What was the key? What was the the story with him not scoring up? Did he just not like doing it? He was so lame. That was the problem. His legs were so sore, the poor fellow. You know, that was it. I mean, you know. He, he he only run on adrenaline, you know, and uh, he used to, when he was scoring up, he'd start twishing his tail and then he'd start kicking and then he'd stop pacing. And Gavin sort of had the key to him pretty well there. He, he had him go, he, he got him score up most of the times, you know. So, Brian Gaff took him to Queensland and he, he he took him on his own. I was away overseas at the time and he said he took him out on the track for five races before to try to settle him down to, but uh, he won that Clive Viewer Championship, won it easily. Yep. Uh, you know, the horses have improved so much. They they wouldn't win today, those horses, back in those days, because the breeds got so good and so fast and that. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, you're not compa- But a good horse is a good horse. I, Correct. Moving forward now, I have Lenny Parker's horses, and I've had Major Moth here since he was eight months old. And I knew from when I first put the hobbles on him, you know, you can feel that they're good when you sort of give them a click up. They'll they'll jump from underneath you, a good horse. And 
a good horse is always a good horse. And I'll get I'll get to another association uh, shortly. 1988 Rivoli Jack won the Kilmore Cup and and a Cranbourne Cup as well. He, can you remember winning the Cranbourne Cup, particularly in '88, with it coming up on Saturday night? Yes, I can remember winning it well, and uh, I think he beat Lamai Lightning Blue that day. Correct. Yeah. So um, the week the week previously there was stall, the stall cup was on, and I said to Gavin, "Oh, you're better off driving Bronski Boot this week, and I'll drive Rivoli Jack." Yeah, yeah. Rivoli Jack wasn't quite fit, and Bronski Boot won the stall cup. But I said to him the next week, I said, "You're better off driving Rivoli Jack in the Fillmore Cup." And he won one by half a lap. He just went past all those good horses like they were tied to the fence. It, it's that a was ma- one of Gavin's drives. I said, I said to Gavin, you don't want to... When, I, when we used to back them, my favourite saying to Gavin was, don't get beat flying home on it. He was, he was a devil to go three back on the fence and wait for the last minute. But uh, Sometimes it, if he knew we backed him, he, he, he'd drive him good. He's still the best driver. Did you know, he, some of these young blokes coming on now are great and they're probably following in his footsteps and... James Herbertson's a wonderful young driver and Sugars and Puppet and Alfred too, but I think James Herbertson's the one of the future. He, he knows the form well and he he drives the horses to their ability. It's a pleasure to watch James Herbertson drive. Yeah, he's a great kid too. Yeah, Amazing how the Stall Cup was one week and then the next. I was going to ask you this about Bronski Beat won the Stall Cup and then Rivoli Jack won the... Won the Cranbourne Cup a week later, and it still happened. The stall was run last weekend, and Cranbourne this weekend. It's funny how some things don't seem to change. No, some things don't change. No, <laughs> yeah. no, just, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Some other good horses as well, like uh, Vaught won a Tassie Pacing Championship, Parading won a Mildura Cup, but there was a little mare come along called Larrakia Lady, and I suppose her racing record, you'd say, she wasn't the best horse she ever trained. She she had 56 starts, 11 wins, 13 placings. She won a four-year-old size, but she was a beautiful mare. This was early 90s, we're talking. Yeah, she's the grandmother of all Peter Gleason's champion horses. Yeah, correct. Yeah, and yeah, no, we done a, we had we had her on lease, and uh, she was on lease till the five-year-old, and at the end of the four-year-old season, I said, oh, she's probably done enough, or we won't keep racing, and she can go home and have babies. And yeah. Sure enough, safe and sound come along, and she... You know, she's left all those great horses. Fifteen foals she had for nine winners that totaled 183 wins. And Safe and Sound, Safeguard, Masarua, Gold Rocket, just to name a few, the good times. And as you said, Peter Gleeson, there were six fillies of those 15. And it's just bred on a dynasty from Larrakia Lady. And and you've had an involvement with all of them on the way through, basically. Yeah, we broke most of those horses, all those horses in and... uh... You know, um, uh, we got one running tonight out from the same breed by Captain Treacherous, and he's a lovely colt. He's in the uh, size stakes tonight at Shepparton. Yeah. So, you, so uh, your association with Peter, you've obviously become pretty good friends, I'd say. Oh, yeah. From, from Well, Peter worked for Darkie Wilson. That's where he got his learning knowledge of the horses and uh I used to call Darkie Wilson Uncle Dave. He was good friends of mine, and uh, he was a wonderful driver, and he was the one that taught taught everyone that the rails was the shortest way home. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and they still are. And mm. tonight you're, you're training a horse still uh, in your own name, uh, your betcha, or a racehorse. Uh, tell us a little bit about your betcha. He's in tonight at Shep as well, race one, number nine. 
Yeah, well, you bet you belongs to Stephen Duffy, and uh, I'm friends with Stephen and his wife, Julie, and uh, you bet you were spelling here, and Stephen said, oh, can you jog him up for me? Anyway, I'd been jogging him up, and I said, oh. He said, oh, I've got too many horses. You might as well race him. So that's the, it's really it's Stephen's horse, and I take him to his track to train him. He's only up the road from me, and uh, so he's really under trained the way Stephen trains them. So um, we had a bit of luck with him there a few weeks ago. He'd been working pretty well, and uh, uh, young Kevin Wiedenbach drove a good race on him, and he won at Bendigo there a few weeks ago. And like the olden days, we had a bit of a plunge on him, so that was great. I was going to ask you about that because his win previous was in a 56 to 61. He got into an up to 52 at Bendigo, which uh, on face value, that sounds uh, pretty winnable to a horse of his ability. He was third up and uh, he was pretty heavily supported. So uh, you might have got a dollar or two back off those bookies again. Yeah, we've got a new spa bath and a new kitchen out of that. So, so that was good. My partner, Gail Whitehead, who... Um, Breaks in all the horses with me. Um, she's been a wonderful horse rider in the time. She, she won a Gary Owen and uh, come set, won an Esquire, and she's a great horse rider. And she does most of the work with the young until they go into the sulky, actually. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, yeah so she she sort of breaks them into what, like the saddle and all of that, no different to she would if she was breaking one in to ride, I suppose. Yeah, it's very similar. We ride all the horses, Nana, even though I'm. Coming 70 years old, we both still ride the horses. Seem to get better mouths on them when you ride them and that sort of thing. But we don't have that many. We only have, have four or five at a time, mainly Peter's ones. And sometimes if Clayton has a bit of trouble with them, he might send them home to us to give him a bit of work and straighten them out. So uh, Clayton and Emma are great. Everyone's great. I mean, I enjoy going to the trots. I mean, when, you've been, when you think back, it's... You know, I'm coming 70 years old and I've been going there since I've been five years old. So yeah. I had a bit of a break from the trots. It was actually um, when Vinnie Knight had the accident. Um, I sold my farm at Toolan Vale and went around Australia for a year. Yeah. And uh, went and worked for the government in child protection. That's how come you haven't seen any of J.G. McLean because uh, I, I worked in the government for like 28 years. Yeah, okay. So it was... Yeah. Was that triggered by the loss of Vinny? Was you were you that was, close to Vinny? It, it, it was actually because he worked so hard, and as I said earlier, to be successful, you have to work seven days a week and yeah, twenty four hours a day. And at the end of the day, life's too short, and uh, I don't regret my life. I've had a wonderful life. Yeah, so just a bit of history to some of these trotting people. They've got to remember to take a break. Yeah, I, I don't think we do that side of it very well, John. And we haven't learned our lesson either over time. It's seven days a week constantly. I think during COVID, actually, we got taught something during COVID when they had regional racing. Some drivers had to have some time off. And yeah, it hurt a few of their bank accounts. But I think in the long run, it would have been beneficial to them. And I don't think we took that lesson very well, actually. I know we've gone off, off topic a bit, but... Whether we can... No, but it'd be a, look, it's a wonderful topic to bring up. I mean, here it is yeah. there. Greg Sugar's won the Inter Dominion on Saturday night. He's mucking and, uh, yeah, Sunday, can't, can't get any workers to do the work. So, you know, him and his wife are out cleaning out the stables. The horses have got to be fed and watered. And um, But that's the family industry we're in, I suppose, and it, uh, it's the poorer sport. But hopefully it's moving forward and there'll be a bit more prize money for all these people and make everyone happy. 
100%, John. Uh, thanks for coming on, mate. Uh, he was a great horse, Rivoli Jack. He had a lot of other good horses through that period of time as well. A lot, a lot of very good horses and uh, some great memories. And there'll be some memories flooding back for some people as well. So uh, best of luck tonight and, and stick by and uh, keep breaking horses in as well. You better tell the battlers on the radio that you bet you've got a good chance tonight. You've got a good chance tonight. Race one, number nine. Uh, it's currently eighteen dollars. What what price do you reckon he'll he'll finish up, John? If he's, uh, I'll just check. Probably about five. He's in at eight fifty. Yeah, probably five to four to five. He'll finish up today. Uh, he's got a good chance tonight if he has a bit of luck. Yeah, open today nine dollars in at eight fifty, and uh, I think by the back of that, uh, we'll be watching race one tonight at Shepparton very closely. Number nine. Good on you, John. Thanks for coming on, mate. Good boy. Ta-da. There's John McLean with Riverley of Riverley Jack fame. There is his most famous horse, I suppose. But as I mentioned, so, so many good horses. Uh, and he was a real uh, part of the industry week in, week out at Mooney Valley right through the uh, 80s and, of course, the showgrounds and, and Mooney Valley through the 70s. And I've uh, loved going back on some of these chats. We did a number of these for the Inter Dominion. And actually, it was chatting briefly with Russell Jack the other day, and, and he suggested you've got to do more of these chats. They're so good. So when I was thinking about that, I thought, well, let's find a couple of past winners of the Cranbourne Cup, and we'll get them on for a chat. And there you go, John McLean, one of those, and just back in the sport again as a trainer in his own right. And, of course, breaking horses in major moths for the, all the Parkers. Those moth, that moth family's been outstanding, and... All of Peter Gleeson's good horses over the last few years, he's seen a lot, a lot, a lot of good horse flesh over the past, uh, well, past 55 years. Drove his first winner 55 years ago at the age of 14. That's almost hard to believe. Let's take a break. We've still got one more guest for today in the X-Man, Tony Ziria. But uh, just the other side of this, we might recap a couple of tips and have a look at the uh, Cranbourne Cup field, which uh, did drop at 1130 